Where is God when we have unmet expectations? If we are in Christ, we can be confident and full of hope that God will never leave nor forsake us and that He will supply all that we need. Well, hi there. Welcome to Unshaken. I'm your host, Julie Van Warmer, and it's great to have you listening today. This podcast is called Unshaken because you and I, and really any woman who listens, can be unshaken because of Christ, no matter our circumstances. Today is episode 167, and the title is The Battle of Expectations. I feel like we should you know, get out our swords or something. I'm really excited about this conversation. Recently, I went to a retro candy store. I remember this candy that I loved when I was a little girl. Maybe you've heard of them. They're called bottle caps. I love bottle caps. I could eat them right now. Each of the little candies tasted like some kind of soda pop. I don't know if that's north or south to say soda soda pop, whatever you call it, pop or Coke. Root beer, orange, red pop, cola. I mean, I remember I grabbed a box recently and I thought I couldn't wait to open them. I was so excited. And then I tasted them, and I think I had this expectation of these candies tasting amazing. But the truth is, they really do not taste as good as when I was a kid. I don't know if they changed the recipe or what. I think it was just the memories that it brought to me. Um, Like when I was a kid, I remember going to the corner store with my dad. And he said, you know, you could pick one thing. I would always get these little box of bottle caps and savor them for like a week. They just, they're a little bit like a sweet tart. But, you know, you could just you could just eat them up. But I would, like, suck on them for hours, you know, because I want to let them last. But it's interesting because what I remember is not what my expectation was, right? Um, this story reminds me a little bit of our topic of the day because our topic is expectations. And I don't know about you. We all face great expectations every day. We have expectations that we're going to make it to work on time. We have expectations that we will find a family pack of chicken breasts at the grocery store on sale. That would like make me so happy today. Um, we have expectations that we're going to get all of our chores done on our, on our, on our list, our to-do list, or our task done all at work. We have expectations of what our evening's going to look like or who we're even going to spend it with. Sometimes, though, we are faced with expectations that are much bigger, much deeper, and have much more meaning. Maybe you have expected something in your life and it has just not come to fruition. Maybe you thought you'd get married and that just hasn't happened. Or maybe you thought you would be working in a full-time job that you would just love and that's not where you are. Maybe you thought you would make more money and be able to pay off your student loans but that's not where God has placed you. Or maybe you thought you would always have good relationships with all of your family, but that just isn't happening. Maybe you expected that your grown kids would always be at your house on Christmas morning, but that just doesn't happen now that they're adults and they have other things and other families to go to. So on this podcast today, we're going to be discussing the difference between expectations and reality. And what are we supposed to do with all these expectations in general, especially when our expectations don't come to fruition. So we're going to chit-chat a lot about this, um, what we can expect in life and then what we can't. We're going to also going to be talking about what to do with our expectations when they're unmet and how God fits into all of this. Let me introduce you, though, to my guest um, today. I have a good friend of mine, and um, she's, she's very sweet, and her name is Jules. 
which is really fun because my name is Julie and I, my, <laughs> my high school friends called me Jules. So I'm, I can't be Jules anymore. But I want to welcome you, Jules Bartlett, to the, to the episode. Um, I'm super excited to have you. Thanks, Julie. It's good to be here. All right. Um, have you always been Jules? No. Growing up, I only went by Juliana, which is my full name. But okay. most of the time people don't pronounce it right and don't oh, yeah. spell it right. So, so you are Juliana. Yes. It was not Juliana. <laughs> no. Okay. Is it all one word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two ends. Two ends. I got to get all the details yes. right now. So, okay. So it's just easier to go by Jules. By Jules. Okay. Yep. Well, I, in high school, was known as Jules by a lot of my mm. friends. And it carried on a little bit. And um, my sister sometimes will call me Jules. I think the, I, th- I was just talking to a friend actually this morning during a walk about how names are so weird. Yeah. Have you ever seen the YouTube channel, the YouTube video that shows the names that became popular each year? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think in 1972, Julie was one of the top names, oh. but I don't think it is anymore. <laughs> I don't think people name their It'll kid Julie. Back. I think so too. Yeah. Juliana though. I, mm-hmm. I, I know some Julianas, so that's yeah. good. So mm-hmm. tell me, Jules, a little bit about yourself and what do you do all day? Well, I am married to my husband, Jacob. We have been married since December of 2020, so Ooh. about two and a half years. Yay. My husband is on staff at our church, and so we serve in the college group. So a lot of my time is spent serving the church in different capacities, taking care of our home, spending time with the college women. My days really look different depending on the week, which I like. Right, right, which gives you, it just depends. It's not the same. Yeah, it's not there's nine variety. to five job. Yes. <laughs> Okay, and since we talked about candy, what was your favorite candy as a child? I loved the Laffy Taffy when I was a kid. Mm. Getting to read the little jokes on the back, I always thought that was so funny. That's funny. I remember my kids liking Laffy Taffies, and I remember no one ate the banana ones. No, I did not like the banana ones. I don't think anyone likes the banana-flavored ones. No. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why they make those. Like I said, mine was bottle caps, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, here's the thing. There are some candies that aren't around anymore. Mm-mm. So those retro candy stores are kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, okay. Usually I start, Jules, with just a couple of questions to kind of ease ourselves into this topic of the day, which is kind of a big, hefty topic. Mm-hmm. So um, what did your eighth grade self expect you were going to be doing at your age that you are right now? So you're, you're probably mid-20s. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what did your eighth grade self think? I was pretty set since I was 10 that I was going to be a pediatrician. Ooh, wow. That's a hefty goal. (laughs) I started out in college as a bio pre-med major. Ooh. And I took one semester of classes and quickly realized that I did not want to be in school for anything more than four years. Okay, okay. So I probably would have imagined myself in med school right now. Right, and you would still be in med school. Yes, if that was the case. <laughs> yes, it's a lot of work, and and there are we need women doctors, you know. Yes, we, we do, do need that, but not me. Yeah, okay, okay, not me. Good. <laughs> so, what did you end up getting your degree in? Communications. Oh, perfect. Can't then you tell? this, yes, this is it. <laughs> did you ever? Were you ever on a radio? No. Like I feel like all communication major, majors were like on their college radio station. No, no, I wasn't actually. But I think under communications, you would go, like, there'd be different types of communications, mm-hmm. right? Some yes. would have been, like, audio like this. Yep. What was yours? I did more of, like, the marketing, social oh, yeah. media, more business side. Okay. Okay, great. Well, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I always wanted to be um, a radio host. <laughs> I just thought that would be fun. But the other thing that I, I remember, I wanted to be an art teacher. My elementary oh, self, really, yeah. eighth grade self, wanted to be an art teacher. But my dad said... Do not, my dad was a teacher and he said, do not be an art teacher. He said, be a general education teacher because then you can do art 
all day long in your class with your students in science or math mm-hmm. or something. But um, there's only one art teacher per building. So he said, you'll have to move far away. And you know what? That was good advice. Yeah. And I'm glad I listened because I got my general ed degree. Although I've never worked full time as a teacher. I just get to... But you sub. I do sub a little bit here and there, and I like working with kids, so that works out. All right, Jules, today we're going to talk all about expectations and realities. So I guess really the first thing we should do is to find those words Mm -hmm. because we need to know what they really mean. So what does expectation and reality really mean? Like, I mean, the, the Webster's, good old Webster's Dictionary. As Webster's Dictionary would define them, expectation means a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So we expect that gravity will be the same tomorrow and that tomorrow will indeed be Friday. Yes. And Although I don't know when you're lit. Well, yeah, that would fit with yep. our recording. So it that's you smart girl. I thought about it. Okay. I'm like, we're not <laughs> recording on a Friday, but okay. We're on a Thursday. So, okay. Oh, we are. Yeah. <laughs> it actually is a Thursday when we record. Okay. Oh. Wow. I'm so sorry. I digress. Please go on, Jules. Tell us about reality. And reality means a world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. So even though I may want to renovate multiple projects Mm. at our house this summer, the reality is, is that we just don't have enough time for that. Yeah. I want to lose 42 pounds in a week. The reality is that is not happening. No. I might lose a pound, and that's more, <laughs> that's it. That's reality. And that's if I really work hard. Okay, so do you think that um, are expectations always wrong and sinful? Like, like, are they really always a bad thing? Well, in a simple answer, no, not always. Some examples of good expectations are to expect that you will get a degree at the end of being in college. Right. It is good to expect that your husband will stay true to the vows, as you will as well. It is good to expect that your children will honor and obey you, or to expect that the vacation you plan will be good for your family, Hmm. that it'll be a good time. We don't want to think that it's not good to have any expectations, that we should only be living in reality. This isn't true. We should have expectations for ourselves. Mm. We should be expecting that things are going to happen in life. Even simple day-to-day things like our to-do list or calendars, these are good expectations of how your day will go. And I think we will see that it is how we react when our expectations aren't met that can be wrong and sinful. Hmm. Okay. So we're really thinking about our reactions. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. This really fits in well with our feminology episodes this year as we talk about emotions. Mm-hmm. Because we've learned with all of our emotions that emotions are not bad. It's how you react mm-hmm. to your with your emotions. So that's very interesting. I like that phrase. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, we always talk about the Bible on the podcast because it's the center of what we do. So let's talk a little bit about what does the Bible say about expectations? Like what should we be expecting from God or, or about God? So in Scripture, it is clear that God has expectations for us. God expects perfect obedience. He expects that we will follow and obey all of his commandments at all times. For instance, in First Peter, it says we are to be holy as he is holy. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus at the end says that we are to be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. You can also think of the Ten Commandments. These are expectations that God has for His people. Now we know that we cannot meet these expectations that God has for us. No one has perfectly obeyed all of God's commands besides Jesus Christ. 
And it is only through the blood of Christ and putting on his righteousness, his perfection, Christ's perfection, that we can satisfy God in his commandments. In Christ, we can meet God's expectations of perfection. And from here, we can, by the power of God, strive to follow God's commands and strive towards perfection. Hmm. Looking at what we can expect about God, we can trust and expect what the Bible says about God is true. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never shifts from his character. He will never change. And he will always display all of his attributes at all times. Mm, Amen. I love that we can always expect that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. That's a really good, good thing to pull out. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other things we can expect from God. What are some of the things we could expect from God? We can expect that God will stay true to all of his promises. Remember, an expectation is a strong belief that something will happen. So the promises made in scripture, we can expect them to all come to pass, that they will happen, and that God will uphold his side of the promises always. Mm -hmm. So some of these promises being he will never leave nor forsake us. He will always provide a way of escape and temptation. He will give us a new heart. He will hear our prayers. He will work all things for good for those who love him. He will give us rest when we come to him. And these really are just a few. There are so many promises made by God in scripture. And all of these promises we can expect to remain true and expect God to uphold them. That makes me think of a little book I have on my bookshelf called like 101 Promises of God, and that mm-hmm. doesn't even cover all of them. No, not at all. And it's just a little itty-bitty book that just has verses in it. So it's just a really great encouragement to go through and see what God has promised and what he, what you're right, what we can expect from him. Mm-hmm. But it makes me think to think, are there things that we can't expect from God? Yeah, so we can't expect that God will answer every one of our prayers exactly how we want. God <laughs> is not a genie in a <laughs> right, bottle. Right. He is God, and he will tell us no. And sometimes he does not answer us at all. But he does hear all of our prayers. We can't expect God to go against any of his attributes. He is holy and unchanging, and so he cannot do anything that goes against his nature. Hmm. He also, you made a comment about we can expect that he will work all things for good, for those who love him, we can't expect that good to be what we think it should be. Yes. Yep. So we may think, well, the good is I'm going to get this great job that's going to make, you know, uh, you know, six figures. Mm-hmm. But that isn't necessarily what's good for yes. us. Yep. Sometimes actually trials are good. Are good for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they almost always are good for us. So <laughs> they are. Okay, so this this episode actually came out of a conversation I had really a couple of different conversations with different women and who were all struggling with their own sort of expectations of what they think their life should look like at this stage. So let's talk about that season of life thing. There's just so many women who listen from all over, and I know we are never going to cover everything. We're we're just not going to do every possible scenario. We'd be here for four days, you know, (laughs) walking through scenarios, and we don't want to do that, but we're just kind of picked big, broad ones, I think. And I think it's helpful to think about them, how we can deal with unmet expectations in view of God in each of these areas. So let's start with a young lady, like a lady in high school. What might be a few expectations that a high school girl might expect that might not be fulfilled, and how should she respond? So a high school girl may expect that high school is going to be easier than it actually is. Hmm. 
whether that is adjusting to high school itself, the classwork, making friends. Maybe she expects to make the volleyball team Hmm. or that being a Christian in a public school won't be that challenging. Maybe she is going to public school for the first time and expects that making friends would be easier than it actually is. Hmm. So how should she respond to these unmet expectations? Uh, I would say be willing to go through hard things, whether that's fighting to be friendly and still trying to make friends or being nice to the girls that bully you. Hmm. Work hard to be better at volleyball. Or try out for soccer. Yes, or try <laughs> out for soccer. <laughs> be, but be willing to work hard and struggle mm-hmm. at things. Right. Not expecting that things will be easy all the time. My biggest thing I would say is be willing to work hard, whether in your classwork, your extracurriculars, and most importantly, your faith. Work hard to pursue God and your relationships with him. And this will fuel all the areas in your life. And that makes me think a little bit about um, this. We just talked about high school, but mm-hmm. you know whether you go to a regular traditional public high school, but those things are true whether you're homeschooled or you go to a private school. And even in the concept of like a church youth group, mm-hmm. like we all have expectations of what that youth group's going to do for us. Yes, We might as a parent think, oh, that's going to solve my kids' problems, you know, or something. <laughs> or as a young lady, we might think, I'm going to become friends with all these people in mm-hmm. youth group. I'm going to have buddies and we're going to be in each other's weddings someday, you know. BFFs. Yes, BFFs. But I love your point of working hard to pursue God and your relationship with Him that will fuel, what a great, great word, it will fuel all the other areas of your life. I mean, it, it really is the gas that keeps us going. Mm-hmm. So, okay, now what about a college student? Let's move on in life. Um, this is, you know, the time when you're choosing careers, if you're going to be the, you know, talk show host or the teacher, <laughs> right? Making life decisions, moving out, maybe moving away from your family. Mm-hmm. What might be some expectations that a college girl might be dealing with and how should she respond? She might expect as a freshman that things will be completely different from high school. Mm. And in some ways, they will be. But classes will still take adjusting to. Making friends will still be hard. And yes, there is still trauma at times in college. <laughs> yes. she might. <laughs> it's not, a little more sophisticated, maybe. Yes. She might not actually like the major she chose like she expected she would. Mm. For those moving out or away for the first time, not expecting things to be so expensive. As she gets closer to graduating, she may expect to be dating someone or maybe expecting to get married right out of college. Having certain high expectations about what type of guy she will date or marry. Hmm, that's interesting. We did a whole episode on that, on dating, yeah. because there's a lot of expectations in dating. Yes, there are. I should find that. We'll put that in our show notes, yes. because it it's is a really one. a big thing. Yeah. Yes, it is a good one. Yeah, so I would say, I think for dating slash having high expectations for the man that you would want to date, I think high expectations can be good. You want to be attracting a godly man. But if nobody is living up to your expectations, it might be good to evaluate those. Mm. I think some good questions to ask is, if a guy were to have those same expectations for you as a woman, would you live up to those expectations? Ooh, good question. Are you the type of woman that would attract the type of man that you expect to date or marry? Mm. If either of these answers don't align, it would probably be good to really think about what actually matters in someone you date. Mm. 
But being open-handed with your expectations will be key in college. You don't know if the major you start out with as a freshman will be what you get your degree in. Hence your story. Yes, I would know this very well. I changed my major four times. Oh, wow. (laughs) During college. Yes, I had five different majors. Wow. But you never know what God has in store for you as you are out on your own for the first time. I came to know the Lord my freshman year of college, and suddenly all my desires changed. Mm -hmm. How I spent my time, who I hung out with, what I did on the weekends— be willing to change course in how you spend your time in college. Mm, that's really good advice. And really, um, it makes me think how, did you go away to college? You live on campus? Um, I was from a small country town, so I had to live on campus. Okay, because I commuted. I mean, I was from a small country town too, <laughs> but it was within, I think it had. you had to have a certain limit. Yeah, I was out of it. Yeah, you were out <laughs> of it. But, um, but I wasn't. And um, I remember having expectations about just developing all these relationships but as a commuter it's hard i really did not develop relationships i went into my class and did my thing and left Mm -hmm. so that's interesting how you've brought out just the idea that there are even expectations in this time period about what life is going to be like Mm -hmm. it's good to think about it all right so what about a woman who's entering the workforce because usually after college somewhere along the line you enter the workforce at some point most Mm -hmm. women do what are some expectations that she might have whether they could be met or unmet And how, again, we're back to how do we respond to this? Mm -hmm. A woman going into the workforce for the first time or getting the quote-unquote big girl job may expect office life to be really fun. Right. Maybe. Just like the office on TV. Right. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Yeah. It's always. Maybe thinking about getting to decorate her little cubicle. (laughs) You know, she can already imagine how cute it will look. Maybe she thinks working with mostly non-Christians won't be that hard. And maybe even she thinks getting to have good conversations about God with them will be a great opportunity. Um, For a married woman entering the workforce, maybe she expects managing her home and working will be easy and that it's something that she can totally handle. Remember that in the world, to be in the world but not of the world. Mm. God calls us to be lights in this world. Do not get swept away by trying to fit in in your workplace. It can be easy to join in on the office gossip, complain about patients or customers, or never even actually saying you're a Christian because none of your coworkers are. Hmm. Be willing to stand out in your job for Christ. I can remember when I started my first big girl job, I was working at a real estate company doing their marketing and social media. And I was shocked at how much the people I worked with talked about each other. They complained about each other's work often. And I had a choice to go along with it or to not have any part of it. Hmm. And choosing to not be a part of the office gossip led to many of my coworkers not really talking to me. Hmm. Because that's all they talked about. Yeah. And they knew I was not willing to gossip. And so they didn't really think I was worth talking to. Hmm. It was lonely at work most of the time. But I knew that I was honoring God by not gossiping and complaining about my coworkers. Stand for what honors God. Hmm. That's really helpful. You know, I think it's interesting. um, As a woman who's really never been in the workforce full-time, that's me I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Even when I enter it for little tidbits, um, every, like, place has its own little different feel and different, like, sin issues. Yes. Um, And you're right that, you know, gossip's a big one. Mm -hmm. I also think kind of, like, not doing your job. 
is a big part. Working hard. And people don't like you for that, you know? But I've also had opportunities in the job that I'm in now where I work as a substitute to really talk with people about God. And, you know, that's also a nice opportunity, Mm -hmm. like to take it. You know, it's an expectation that, you know, I can do this. I can talk about God. So that's really good. That's helpful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's talk a little bit about a married woman. Um, You know, what are some of the expectations of a married woman? Goodness, can I just talk correctly today? I expect that I'm going to be able to speak on the podcast today, but I can't. (laughs) Let me start that over. (laughs) Let's talk about a married woman, Jules. What are some expectations that she might have in life and how can she deal with them best? I think a big one is that she will get to see her husband all the time. Mm. Emphasis on all, right? Yes. To never feel lonely now that she's living with her husband. That is a very big one. And that she will still see her friends all the time like before, right? Yeah. Uh, That she will get to create the home of her dreams. To be expecting that she will be expecting a baby at some point or that this will come easily not expecting to have a miscarriage or issues in this area. So how do we deal with the reality of marriage? Um, All the house ideas that you have saved on Pinterest is probably not anything like your starter home (laughs) or the apartment that you're living in. Yes. You may be in a tiny apartment or you may be in a fixer-upper, but how can you make it feel lovely and beautiful? Even if you are only in your apartment for a year, It is your home for right now, and so make it feel homey. Use command strips and hang a picture or two on the walls. (laughs) Good point. And those come off most of the time easily. Most of the time. Yeah. (laughs) Apartment friendly. Yes. (laughs) Think of ways to make a room in your house feel cozy, even if your kitchen is missing countertops and has no backsplash and your sink is no longer hooked up. (laughs) This was our kitchen for some time, and I always made sure that our bedroom was clean and that our bed was made. It made things feel so much more put together. I actually think I've always heard making your bed, it takes, what, five minutes to make your bed? Yeah. But three-fourths of your bedroom is clean. Oh, it makes it feel so much better. Yes. So marriage can be lonely. You won't actually see your husband all the time. Hmm. And your friend relationships will change. But be intentional to reach out to your friends. Spend time with other newly married women. The truth is, they feel the same way. Show hospitality to families. Yes, have families over even in your apartment. You can have people over even if your kitchen is under renovation. Use the time that you do have with your husband to have fun and be intentional. Don't complain about not seeing him as much as you would like. Take advantage of the time that you do have. Yeah. As far as trusting God with children... It is important to remember that God is the giver of life. God is the one who opens and closes the womb. Trust that God is not withholding or taking away without purpose. Don't close yourself off to children and their mothers. Invest in the children around you. Be a spiritual mother to them. This will keep your heart soft and will bring you joy in the season. Allow Christ to be your comfort and friend. Go to Him with your sorrows. This is hard because it can be painful at times, and Satan will attack you with thoughts that will bring you down, and you will have to fight your own sin. But this will bring glory to God as others see the joy that you can only have in Christ. Mm, that's really helpful and good 
good advice because one of the big expectations that I think a lot of women has have is that <clears throat> they will get married and start having babies mm-hmm. and they'll have five or six right away or something, you know? Yes. And that doesn't always happen, no. you know? And, or maybe, um, you know, they may have other expectations. I like your point about expectations about our houses. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little bit different, but I think Pinterest is a wonderful tool. Yes. But if you are spending hours on Pinterest because you're looking at houses mm-hmm. or you're on realtor.com, I mean, I'm not opposed to realtor.com, <laughs> but if you're looking at houses all the time and not being content with your house, yes. you've set higher expectations right mm-hmm. somewhere else. I think that's really a good point. I think it's helpful to, <clears throat> I knew a friend who really wanted a new house <clears throat> and she would look at houses all the time mm-hmm. on, you know, on the computer. This is a long time ago when we didn't have apps, but I'm sure she'd be looking at an app now. <laughs> and she would look at houses and dream about what which house she wanted to buy. And finally she said, I know that I was it was making me discontent mm-hmm. in the house I was in. Yep. And I couldn't it was she was setting an expectation up that she had to have this big, grand, beautiful home. Mm-hmm. So you know what she did? She stopped looking at houses. Yep. It sounds crazy. And she loves to do this. She is good at creating things and making <clears throat> a space beautiful. But it was really good for her to like go, this is this is sin. I'm gonna walk away from it. Yes. You know? And actually focus on making your home now. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Okay, so you know, if we're gonna talk about married women, we should talk about single women because we do have single women listening. So what are some expectations for a single woman? And how might she best respond if these are unmet? <clears throat> so a single woman may be expecting to be married. I think this is a big expectation for most women. At some point, many of us as women have dreamed of what our wedding day will be like. It can be hard to have this expectation and to not know if or when this day will happen. Hmm. In 1 Corinthians 7, Paul speaks on marriage and singleness. And starting in verse 34, he says, The woman who is unmarried and the virgin is concerned about the things of the Lord so that she may be holy both in body and spirit. But the one who is married is concerned about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. So how should a single woman respond with the unmet expectation of getting married? Be in undistracted devotion to the Lord. Be concerned about the things of God. Love those around you. Hmm. Love the children of your church. Care for the older women. Adopt a family at church that you do things with. Love people and be a woman that God, that people want to bring into their lives. Devote yourself to God and others while you wait. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think um, <clears throat> one thing that I'm picking up from all of these is this is not a, um, a light switch fix. <clears throat> it's not like, oh, oh, this is all I have to do. It's really more of a process and really, it's all dependent upon God. Mm-hmm. Like, it's us depending upon God. Whatever our expect- expectation is that's not being met, it's really a way that God draws us to Him. Yes. Which yep. you would not think of unmet expectations as a gift from God, but it mm-hmm. really is. It is. Okay, let's talk for a minute about motherhood because we're kind of progressing through the seasons, yes. right? So what might be some expectations that a mom might have and how much how might she deal with these expectations, whether they have been met or not? So I want to note here that mothers should be expecting their children to honor and obey them. It is clear in Scripture that this is an expectation that God has for all children. Ephesians 6, 1-3 through 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for mm. this is right. Honor your father and mother, 
which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. It is good and actually honors the Lord for you to have the same expectation for your children. Yeah. And although you may have this expectation, this is an expectation that will be unmet at times. Your children are sinful and they will disobey. Other unmet expectations may be she wasn't expecting to get pregnant when she did. Maybe she was expecting motherhood to be easier than it is or that the motherly instincts would have kicked in sooner. Mm. Maybe she Mm. was expecting that discipline would be easy, especially because her child is just so sweet. (laughs) Maybe you thought that it would feel more fulfilling than it does to stay at home with your little ones. For an older mother, maybe she never expected her teen to struggle with the sins that they do. Most moms have expectations for how your children will turn out. They will play this sport or play the piano. They will go to college. They will marry this type of girl. The list really can go on and on. And I think the biggest way to deal with unmet expectations in regards to your children is to trust that God holds them in his hand and that he has good plans for their lives. Trust that God loves your children far more than you ever could. I know it may be hard to imagine, but trust that God can care and provide for your children in far bigger and better ways than you ever could. I think two verses that are good for remembering this are Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and Romans eight twenty eight. Are you going to recite those for us? I'm putting you on the spot. I think Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans that will prosper you, you and, and, not, not, and give you a hope in the future. <laughs> I know that's how it works. And Romans eight twenty eight. For God works all things for the good of those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. I truly put her on the spot for those. <laughs> good job, Jules. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> I, you did not ex- I did not expect that you would know those perfectly, but you did a really good job. Those are good verses. Yes. Yeah. So as for dealing with unmet expectations in motherhood, be humble and be willing to ask for help. Mm. We love to come across with the appearance of having it all together, but be willing to be honest with older mothers who have real experience. Be willing to ask how to discipline in a certain situation. Odds are another mom has gone through the same thing. Spend time with moms that will challenge and encourage you in the journey of motherhood. And this would be a great time to mention to any local moms in the Toledo area to check out our church's yes. ministry called Mom to Mom. Yep, yep. They meet the first Wednesday of every month, and it is a great way to be encouraged and talk with other moms. Yes, and we actually put all of the Mom to Mom talks on the third Thursday of each month Oh, on the podcast. So you will get to hear them, but if you are local, it is great to be in community yes. with those women. Mm-hmm. And you know, one thing I wanted to add to this is that we actually can expect our kids, and I'm not sure you said this in this way, but I wanted to say this. I think it's very easy for me to expect my kids to honor and obey me, but we also need to expect that they will sin. Mm-hmm. And that sounds really weird to say, but Sometimes I can remember when my kids were little, I would be very irritated and mad because they were sinning, Mm. which meant I was sinning too. Okay. (laughs) Because for some reason, I just expected that they wouldn't sin. Yeah. And that's my job to 
come alongside of them and you know, discipline looked different at different times. It isn't always the same, but it was, it's, it, it's something we should expect that our kids are going to struggle with sin too, because mm-hmm. their mothers do and their fathers do. So yeah, they will. And I think that's really helpful to think through how we can expect that God has good in store for them. Mm-hmm. You know, even though I put you on the spot with those verses, those are good ones. And they you did a great are. job. You did A plus <laughs> there, girl. Okay. So let's jump ahead in life because usually what happens is you know, you raise your kids, they move out. And although I am at this point still a mother, I have a few kids still in my nest. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I do know some women my age who are actually empty nesters. Like okay. their kids are all flown the coop. Okay. <laughs> um, they fly back every now and then for some fee- food, yes. you know, or whatever. But what are some expectations that an empty nester could or should have? That all of the holidays will be at your house Mm. or that your family traditions will stay the same. Okay, let's just pause for a minute and mourn those things because those are really true. And they're hard. Yeah, yeah. They are hard. Expecting that your adult children will call you more than they do. Not expecting your children to make the decisions Mm. they have, whether that's their major in college, a job, who they date, how they discipline their children. And the fact that it's actually different than how you did it. Yes, that's a big one too. Living with these unex- unmet expectations, I would say don't be a critic. This can be a huge discouragement to your children and will only build up walls between you and them. This goes back to what I said about mothers with children in the home, but trust that God has a plan for them and that he will guide them, that it is good for them to struggle and fail that this will actually teach them and help them to turn to God in their need. And probably one of the best things that we can do proactively at this stage, especially if we watch our our adult children doing things that we are concerned about Mm -hmm. or living in a way that we're concerned about, is we can pray. Yes. Like, what a great thing to do is to just go to the Lord. And I can think of times that I have done that, like, you know, in different situations for my adult kids. I mean, I still pray for them. Yeah. Every day. Every day. And my prayers change, but sometimes something will hit or they'll make a comment and I'm praying for them because who knows? God knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't. So, okay. So this is good to kind of walk through that, but like, what about when we grow older too? What are some of the expectations we might have and how can we deal with those? Most grandparents, for instance, expect to be able to see their grandchildren all the time. But maybe your children don't live near you, and so you don't see them as much as you expected you would. Maybe you expected to be healthier than you are, or that Mm. your husband's health would be better than it is. Maybe you didn't expect to be dealing with your sin as much as you still are, dealing with more of your heart and the internal sins that no one sees. Maybe you never expected to feel useless or without purpose, feeling like you have so much time now than you did before, but you don't actually know what to do with it. Hmm. I think the way to deal with these expectations is to not let off the gas due to your age. Hmm. Run after Christ. Fight your sin diligently. Invest in the younger women in your church. Titus 2 says, Older women teach the younger women. Be a teacher to the younger women. And this doesn't mean you have to have the title teacher. No, you don't. Nope, not at all. Share the wisdom that God has given you. This can be in spiritual matters like teaching other women how you study the Bible or what commentaries you look at. But this can also be life skills. Have a newly married woman over or a group of them over and teach them 
your favorite meal or dessert recipe. I know an older woman in our church who holds a summer camp for some children to learn how to knit. Mm. This is a great way to spend time with the children of the church. Mm-hmm. Another woman crochets little stuffed animals for the expecting moms and their babies. This is a great way to love the pregnant women and to use her hobby and her time well. Yep. It reminds <laughs> me of Tabitha in the New Testament who made quilts and it was a glory. Hmm. Think of things that you have learned over the years and find women to teach. This can be a huge blessing to them and you. Yeah, those are really good because those are just your everyday stuff. Mm-hmm. And using the things you already are good at. And teaching. You know, and I think um, I think what I'm good at is talking. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but I do think great conversations are good too. Because mm-hmm. I can think of um, how many times I've spent time talking with someone who was a little further along than me in the in the life journey. That just means they're older than me, but I tried to be nice. But they just imparted so much wisdom. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I wanted to be a sponge, you know, like, yes. let me just suck up everything that you can tell me. And I, I, I learned and gained a ton mm-hmm. from those women over the years. So, yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk about another stage in life, which can come at any time, really, yes, this next one. And that is when you're going through some kind of grief. And we're going to tie this in with, you know, like a painful physical sickness, because there's some similarities there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, it could be like um, a chronic illness, or it could be a more acute illness, you know, all of a sudden you found out, you know, you've broken your leg, you know, or Mm -hmm. something like there's those, or grief in some way. What should be some expectations for someone in one of these situations? I think most people never actually expect to get sick. Uh, That's a really good point. Most people don't live life expecting to be diagnosed with cancer, for instance. Yeah. We may know that our loved ones will one day pass, but most of the time we never expect that they will go when they do. Those with a sickness might expect that people don't want to help, thinking that you are a burden or that you don't need the help. So I would say allow people to love and care for you. People do want to help. And this is why we are in a body, our church, Mm -hmm. to help each other in times of need. Remember that these trials are for the strengthening of our faith, to sanctify us and to force us to rely on our only source of true life and joy, that is Jesus Christ. Knowing that all hardship that comes into our life is from God and it is for a purpose. James says, consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. I almost said that with you because I memorized that a few years ago. I memorized James 1, and that is such a really good verse to Mm -hmm. memorize because it doesn't say, you know, it's it's the difference between if and when. Yeah. It's not if you're going to get sick or if you're going to face a trial. It's when. When you do. And being ready for it. Mm-hmm. And and I wanted to mention, makes me think, um, back when we talked about marriage <clears throat> and relationships, you know, as you get older, I was thinking recently, my husband and I were sitting around our, our table and my, my daughter was gone. Well, I'll just say it this way. All my kids were gone and it was just mm-hmm. me and my husband. And it was really nice. I enjoy hanging out with him. But I said to him, Oh, that's interesting. What are we going to talk about when our kids are all grown and moved out? Because like 
we talk about our kids, you know, and like pray about, pray for them at dinner and when we're alone and that kind of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I said, this is something we have to work on. So we've been having lots of nice conversations about other things, but I can see how people get divorced. Yeah. Because they expect it's going to be so easy Mm -hmm. when your kids move out, but you really have to keep working on it. You can't let it go. And all of these things are more of process oriented. They're consistently working and leaning into Christ through all of these expectations instead of trying to solve it ourselves. Yeah. Which I think is good. So let's let's ask this question because I've been thinking a lot about expectations and I think this is a really, really big question. Are you ready mm-hmm. for a big one? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, a, a good question that a lot of women might ask is, did God make a mistake and not in not giving me what I expected would happen? Like, has God even just, does he, has he just forgotten me? Mm. Yeah. Well, it is important when we are dealing with unmet expectations to fight these thoughts that God has made a mistake. Mm. He is not like us. God does not make mistakes. And this is a mindset that we can so easily slip into. But we must fight these thoughts. These are lies from Satan and will only bring us into darkness and further away from God. When we are living with unmet expectations, it is important to go back to our belief system. We can do this by asking some of the following questions. If we are in Christ, we can be confident and full of hope that God will never leave nor forsake us and that He will supply all that we need. If we are in Christ, we can be confident and full of hope that God will never leave nor forsake us and that He will supply all that we need. When, our, when we have unmet expectations, this is where we really need to be fighting to live out what we say we believe. So you <clears throat> brought up the word fuel earlier, mm-hmm. that Christ in, in our relationship with God is what fuels mm-hmm. you know, us to keep going. And what you did is you went back in all those questions, they're actually scripture. Yeah. Turned into a question. <laughs> you probably knew that, but I'm just pointing that out. Yeah. Because what you did is said with all of those, like this is where our fuel comes from. This is mm-hmm. where we get the gas to go every day is our belief system. Yes. Knowing it and living it. Mm-hmm. And knowing it is one thing, but if you if you if you really know it, then you will live it in your life when the hard things come. Yep. When you are faced another day with a difficult job, you know, that you're not really excited about or you're expecting it to be better, when you're facing another holiday where it's just you and your husband, yeah. when you're facing the fact that you are alone on a holiday. You know, I mean, there's all mm-hmm. these things. And these are so good. You know, do we really trust God? That's yeah. really the question. Mm-hmm. If you really trust God w- with all of these things, our expectations will be that He will provide what we need. Yep. Yeah, that's good. What are some of the common sins, though, that a woman who has unmet expectations might be dealing with? Because usually under any of these big umbrella topics— there's a few sins that we should be aware of because yeah. they're going to rear their heads. Mm-hmm. Some sins may be anger, bitterness, resentment, envy, jealousy, complaining, turning away from God. Clearly, there are a lot of ways to fall <laughs> into sin. <laughs> I would say confess your sin to God. Mm. Confess your sin to your husband or to a close friend. Fight to have a thankful heart. Mm. Thank God for the blessings around you. They are there. Pursue and love others. Fill your time. Don't allow yourself to be alone in your emotions and thoughts. Pray for those who are living the expectations you had for yourself. Hmm. That's hard. 
Yes, it is. It's very hard to do. Yes. But be praying for them in real and specific ways. Ask God to bless them. This will keep your heart soft Mm. towards those people, which will help keep bitterness and envy from you. Be willing to confess sin again and again and again. (laughs) This is tiring work, but know there is great reward for those who persevere until the end. Mm. I think the, the point you brought out about praying for those who have the things you wish you had Mm-hmm. is pretty, pretty yeah. hard. It is. But it is. it is a way, it is such a great way to keep ourselves from bitterness. Mm-hmm. So good. It's just like praying for the person you need to forgive. Yeah. That makes you work on forgiving. Like if you're praying, not for them to be, you know, <laughs> to change, but just that you would forgive and then praying for blessing on them. Mm-hmm. I have done that. And wow, that is hard, but it really helps you fight that. Yes. It's great it practical great and very practical things. I love the practicality of this episode. I think a woman who is struggling with unmet expectation actually needs hope, Mm -hmm. like real hope in Christ. So what are some examples from the Bible that might help a woman who needs this hope? You know, passages or verses that might help her, well, might give her the fuel. Yes. So in college group, we had a summer Bible study and we studied the life of Elijah in 1 Kings. And Elijah is known for praying that it wouldn't rain, and it didn't for three years and six months. He also challenged the worshipers of idols to offer sacrifices to their gods and that he would offer a sacrifice to God, and both would call on their God to send fire to see who was the one true God. And the idols never sent fire, but God sends fire down from heaven, and the idol worshipers turn to God. Mm -hmm. It's a great story. It is. And Elijah saw God answer prayer in powerful ways. Now, not all of Israel turned to God, and actually some sought to kill Elijah. Mm -hmm. And he ends up running into the wilderness, thinking he's alone and the only one left who follows God. His expectation was not met the way he thought it would be. God sends an angel to care for Elijah by giving him what he needs, food, water, and rest. Later, God comes to him and tells Elijah that there are 7,000 people in Israel who have not bowed their knee to idols. Elijah lived with some unmet expectations, but he also saw how God was working and had a better plan. In James, it says Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Sometimes we will see God answer our prayers, and other times we will have unmet expectations in life. But like Elijah, we will see that God has a plan and that He is working. God will supply us with what we need. He gave Elijah hope in knowing that there were others who loved God. And God gives us hope as well in Christ Jesus. Mm. If we are in Christ, we can be confident and full of hope that God will never leave nor forsake us and that He will supply all that we need. Hmm. Oh, that's great. And that's a great example. Um, I like that Elijah was a man with a nature like us. Mm-hmm. I love that the Bible characters are just normal people. Yeah. Right? You know? Yeah. Um, what are some truths that we should live by as we walk forward when we deal with all these unexpect- unmet expectations? Because, you know, we're all going to have them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In all circumstances, give thanks. Hmm. Give thanks to the Lord for He is good. 
Rejoice always. Again, I say rejoice. Mm. These verses help keep us from complaining. A heart that is thankful and joyful will keep us from bitterness and anger towards God. So it sounds like buying a journal and making a list mm-hmm. would be a great practical step. Yes. I keep some verses above my sink. Mm-hmm. So when I'm washing dishes I and I'm thinking, yep. I can see truth yes. right there. So the verses, but also even writing down thankful things. Mm-hmm. Or And I like this um, component you've brought up a couple times about having someone that you're connecting with about this stuff, like mm-hmm. sharing these deep things, these deep heart hurts that you feel or this like unmet expectation, being able to say, hey, I need you to pray with me. Mm-hmm. I need you to be my, my person. It could be your husband. It could be a good friend. But what a great idea to kind of like, that's a great way for us to live these out. Because all mm-hmm. your, ver- you have a theme here, girl, in all the <laughs> verses you brought up, like it's a theme of being thankful. Yeah. Such mm-hmm. a great thing. How might a woman cope with unmet unmet expectations that go all of her life. Like she's never seeing these come to Mm -hmm. fruition. Yeah. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness. Most gladly, therefore I will rather boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. This verse came to mind right away. We can easily feel weak when life isn't what we thought. When we realize that we have no control over how life turns out. But we need to remember that God in His grace is sufficient for us. That Christ is our all in all. That He is our greatest gift. Life with Him and in Him. The world is temporary. This life is fleeting. Hmm. Christ will satisfy you and sustain you until the end. And we will be in glory for eternity with no more pain and sorrow. Hmm. So that is keeping an eternal perspective mm-hmm. through all of this yes, is what you're saying to us in a shortened version. Yes. <laughs> because, and that God gives us the strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, what might be like a final verse that we could, you could leave our listeners with today in the area of hope mm-hmm. in and unmet expectations? I think a great verse that has given me hope in the midst of unmet expectations is Psalm 73, 25 through 28, which reads, Whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all of those who are unfaithful to you. Hmm. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works." I bet this is a verse you have over your kitchen sink. Yes, I have. I have before. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes I have found that it, like I'll pull a verse out and do exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Just meditate on it. Not like the world meditates, but in a way that says, I'm going to read this over and over and over until I almost know it by heart. Not so much that you're memorizing it, but just so that you, you know it. Mm-hmm. And it's become an internal conversation in your brain that I'm going to remember that you are faithful, God, that you are, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. Like that's something in that verse. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, just having you near is is worthwhile. Yes. That's good. Would you pray for us today? Yes. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ways that you are at work in our lives, that you use all circumstances in our lives Mm -hmm. for our good, that you 
use our unmet expectations to bring us closer to you. Lord, would our good be you? Would your grace be sufficient for us? And may we turn to you to be our comfort. Lord, give us the strength to persevere until the end. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Right, and it's time for this episode's Tiny Tidbit. A tiny tidbit is just a small, tiny piece of information that can help you in a really big way. These are like life hacks. I love this. Today's Tiny Tidbit is brought to you from Kelly Jagosinski. Kelly, you've got some great stuff to share today. What are you going to talk about on this Tiny Tidbit? Teaching and training children. Okay. In communication. Oh, not just teaching and training, but Mm. in them to talk. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's hear it. I'm anxious. All right. I am too. I recently began attending a new church in December of 2021. I noticed something that is of great value and importance when greeting families with children. The parents are training their children to respond and communicate with adults. Mm. This is so refreshing and brings me great joy. On a particular Sunday, when I was very new... A young lady who was approximately 13 years old greeted me. She began asking me great questions about my family and myself. I have to admit that I was excited to have this young lady come up to me and introduce herself to me. Mm, Wow. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. These children will grow up and know how to communicate with one another maturely. I came from parents who also trained us in the same thing, and I am very grateful for that. I also trained my children in the same manner. Hmm. What a wonderful gift it is to have been sought out by many youth. What a beautiful demonstration of love. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's interesting because I'm sure that girl in in particular didn't just go, oh, let me go talk to this person. Someone told her, Uh, you know, or trained her or, or modeled it. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe her statement was... My mom told me I should come over and talk to you. (laughs) I love it. And I was just like, well, who's your mom? Because I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Right now. Right now I do. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So um, I know that one of the things, Kelly, that you did that helps you um, get to know people at church is serve, right? Mm, Yes. In all kinds of ways. And, and, And I think that's really cool. So what are things that you've learned in that about children and um, teaching them in the process? Well, at... The church that I previously attended, I did teach the four, they were four, five, and six. Oh, that's a big number. It is. And (laughs) the group got big. They eventually (laughs) divided it out and became five and six only. But for many years, I did that. And I absolutely loved it. And I developed a habit pretty quickly of speaking to each child as they entered, you know, my classroom in the morning. And we would discuss things like their week their their family their pets whatever sure. their their school days normal stuff yeah normal stuff um but upon their exiting i noticed they just darted out the classroom door mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. really wanted to instill in them the importance of understanding how blessed they are and that they should have some gratefulness within yep. them yes about receiving the the word of the lord yep so I, I would get down on my hand, you know, on my knees and to their level and I would talk with them yeah. and say, I need you to tell so and so and so and so thank you for helping today. Yep. Good. And you also need to tell Miss Kelly thank you. Yes. That's for, a, for teaching you about God. That is so important. And it, it, my hope was that, you know, 
parents wouldn't be offended by this, but that they would see it as a great benefit as well. And the beauty of that is it's teaching the kids to be appreciative of not only got what they're being taught, but of the people that are doing it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's something that as moms, if, you know, for moms who are listening, that's something we should teach our kids to do, to thank, you know, the people who are serving them in some way. I have heard in different varieties of community people telling their children now you need to tell them thank you yep. thank you for this whatever yeah it, it is a it's a great lesson to be always teaching your kids to be grateful yeah and you know what I don't think kids do that naturally no I don't <laughs> I think so, that we're all pretty selfish when yeah. we're born right so we need we need training some adults need training too in it I would say <laughs> that that is very true yeah like I think of the times that we go to um oh the bank teller mm-hmm. you know or the clerk you know, at the grocery store, we yes. should be thanking them, even yes. though it's not them teaching us about the Lord. Yes. But it's just appreciative. And I think it's a great witness for Christ. Yes. And when I think of this, even in adult situations, when we have adult classes, whether they're in church or out of church, we always thank the instructor yep. at the end. Yep. Thank you for your time and thank you for your expertise. Yep. And you know how much time people put into this? <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> That's for a sure. A lot of time. Wow, thank you. These were good things that we can we can take and we can just use today. We can teach our kids Absolutely. to be thankful and we can be thankful to those around us. And so that is really helpful. That's a great tiny tidbit, Kelly. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad you liked it. Okay. Yay. Join us next week for a focus on God's attributes. We are starting a brand new series on the podcast and they'll be peppered all throughout the fall and the winter. And next week is God is gracious. So we're going to look at how God is gracious and what that means for us, how we can live knowing that God is gracious. I'm so looking forward to next week. All right. Hey, follow or like us on Facebook or Instagram at Women of the Word CTW for some great content that is helpful, challenging, and encouraging. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Unshaken on your favorite podcast directory. Of course, it helps us out. We get get more bump to the top. And it also helps you out because you get notifications when every episode drops each and every Thursday. And remember, when everything around you is shaken, you can stand unshaken because of our rock and our fortress because of God until next time.